Oh, it's sweet. Uh, welcome back, Roasties, to another episode of the Roasted Podcast. Today, I am catching up with one of the cult figures from Newcastle, um, legend uh, in in Newey, uh, Nathan Ross. How are you, uh, White Lightning? Yeah, good to know yourself. Yeah, mate, real good. Thanks so much uh, for taking the time out uh, of your busy schedule ahead of uh, a massive fight for you in, in a couple of weeks' time. How, how are you doing with all the prep with it? Yeah, look, prep's, prep's gone. Um, I couldn't any better to be perfectly honest um i've been getting in sparring with some pretty high level people like i did did four rounds with the um world champion kickboxer last friday and um i, I wouldn't say i had the best day like i didn't get over him by any stretch of the imagination but he let me show me that he showed me definitely showed me that there's levels to this and he, he definitely unlocked another level for me and, and in terms of movement and picking my shots and um showed me where a lot of my openings were so it's been going really well Mate, um, we're going to uh, we're going to get into a bit more boxing chat, a little bit about your NRL career, but I just want to start off with a little bit of trivia. I want to know uh, how well you sort of know your NRL career. It's, it's just basically a lightning round, or as we're going to call it, the white lightning round with Nathan Ross. <laughs> Mate, just five quick uh, trivia questions to see how well you know your own NRL career. So. Oh, let's go. Mate, you played a few positions in the, in the back line, um, fullback, yep. centre, wing. How many tries did you score when you started at fullback? Three? Zero. Oh, it's, really? I yeah. sucked. There, there might have been a time when you went back to fullback uh, when you started on the wing or something, but um, for all the games that you were listed as the fullback, you scored zero, mate. Yeah. I scored, I scored, plenty, in, I scored plenty in reserve grade. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, only NRL. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what team did you score the most tries against? St. George. That is correct. Bingo. Um. Three teams that you never scored. There are three teams that you never scored against. Can you name all three? Melbourne. That's one. Yep. Clock's Hang ticking. On, sorry, sorry. No, that's yeah, all right. Yeah, sorry. No, no. This, this is much of a lightning round. Um, <laughs> I'll, give, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. Uh, it's north, One of them's north of the border. Titans. No, nah, it's Broncos. I'm not scoring against the Broncos. No. Oh, and there you go. The, the other one is a, is a Sydney club, one of the oldest. Roosters. Yep, bingo. Yeah. So, yeah, Bronco, yep, yep, Bronco yep. Storm and Roosters. You didn't score a try against. Yeah, righto. Um, Just missed it. You did. Now, what? Uh, you, you played in both the number two and the number five jersey. What wing number did you play more in? Five. No, it's actually number two. You had a 50-50 oh, shot there. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> 21 in the number two and 18 in the number five. Yeah, I don't know why they kept shifting me, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, you didn't quite have a winning record against many clubs. In fact, you only had it no. against one. Do you know who? West Tigers? Bingo. You did pretty, yes! you did pretty well there. You got, uh, what did you get? You got two two right and you picked two out of the, the three in the third question. So pretty much two and a half. Yeah, we didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't win too many games in NRL. <laughs> Well, I was That's actually going right. through it. Mate, you, you played in possibly the worst era for, for the Knights, didn't you? That, um, I suppose that's probably one of the first questions we'll get into. Um, you, yeah. only, you only played 60 games uh, in your NRL career, and um, but you represented New South Wales City during a period where, for the Knights, it was you know three wooden spoons in a row and such a, such a bad time. But the, the crowd kept on coming back. There was, there was still you know buzz around for, for the Knights. 
you captured the hearts of NRL fans as a bit of a cult hero. That must be special. Yeah, well, look, I think the biggest thing for me is because it was my dream to play NRL for so long, and I'd been that person on the other side of the fence, like... I guess I'm one of those players that is a huge fan of the game. And I know from coming from a working background to getting more opportunity to play in the, in the NRL, how much um, time and effort that um, people put into coming and seeing the games. And Newcastle being a one-team town, I guess the emotional economy of the town really relies on how the team performs. And look, our fan base, they, they, they were so amazing because all, all they wanted to see was just have a crack. And I guess that's what I built my career on, just just having a crack and just showing them that someone cares about their team as much as they did. They did. And um, I don't know, just immersing myself in the community after the game, making sure I walked around after every game and thanking everyone for coming out because, you know, it would have been tough for them to see us getting the licking a few weeks, you know, a lot of the time. But to go around there and be personal with them and let them know how much it means to me that they're there because without them, we wouldn't have a sport. So... Um, most definitely, like I wore the jersey with pride, but I represented everyone who supported the club. That's for sure. Speaking about the, you know, the, the time with the with the club, and um, two and a half years ago you retired. Do you you miss it much? Yeah, I sure do, and especially the way I guess my career came to an end. It wasn't the way I wanted it to end, and um, my body got to a point where I could no longer play. Like I had the um, restabilization surgery of my pelvis, and both both of my groins operated on, and. I did my best to come back and I'm getting around all right in everyday life now. I'm actually getting around, you know, pretty fit and pretty, pretty healthy. But uh, the load of how much we lift and how much we wrestle and how much we run every single day, all in preparation of a game, my body just couldn't handle that anymore. And um, some days I, I, I sit back now that I'm feeling, feeling strong and feeling healthy. And I'm like, did I give up on myself? And they're probably the hardest days where I'm like, well, if I'd sat out those last two years and just tried to work on my rehab, could I have come back? Um, so they're the hardest moments where, where I think of, you know, whether I just gave up on myself. Was there uh, any sort of local footy or anything you sort of kept playing or, or got back into so, after after rehab? Uh, I tried to play for Curry Curry last year, but um, had a couple of soft tissue injuries. Like I got a really good desk job uh, where I work for a company called CH4 Drilling. And what we do is we do underground directional drilling in the mines, um, coal mines. And so going from being pretty static all day sitting your desk to, I guess, trying to run around in a footy field. Um, and then given, so after my pelvis and, and groin surgery, I've had my big toe on my right foot fused. So it doesn't move. It's just like kind of, um, yeah, just like kind of stays like that. Yeah, right. So I went, went so it's changed the whole um, way my body works, my, my body mechanics. So when, when you run, you, your toe should go into flexion so you can roll over the top of it. But because my toe's stiff, I get to there and it's putting um, extra pressure on my calves. And that's when my calf and tough stuff to all. That is like I've never heard of that, and that's a that's a weird injury to to have, isn't it? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I, I, if you spoke to a lot of footballers about their big toes, there'd be a lot of people. But what started off as turf toe um, in, in my right foot, uh, the toe actually ended up pushing outside of the capsule, so my capsule kind of disintegrated, and the toe pushed up over the top of my foot. And um, I knew once I had the um, toe fusion that I wouldn't be able to play rugby league again, just based on you need that flexion to run. But yeah, my big toe used to be about like, that much shorter than my other big toe because it pushed so far back into my foot. It's crazy to think, like you know, um, yeah, you can have all these other injuries and come back from it, but you have a fused toe and and you can't run, you can't play footy <laughs> ever again. It's it's crazy to think. Yeah, so um, but I've signed again to play for Curry next year. I'll just I'll see what the wife says about that. Yep. Um, I want I want to get back out there and play with the boys because um, my mate captain coached last year and I was injured for most of the 
most of the year and we've got a different coach in this year so I want to play with a couple of my mates and you know finish on a bit of a high it's always good when um, you know NRL players go back to some of those um, you know country clubs or junior clubs and just bring that um, uh, bring a name back and get people out to the games I know whenever you hear of uh, out here especially like we had Tamanatahu come out and play for Wellington and oh, awesome. uh, yeah things like that and the buzz around even you know we're an hour away and um, when you know, if we're traveling over to watch him play, it's like you know, pack the car. We're we're going to watch it because we want to see this guy play. So uh, it's always good to see when those names come back. Um, sorry, someone's yeah. just trying to ring me. I've got you. Um, yeah, no, and, and especially when you have a look at your towns like your Curries, your Sethnock, um, Maybe R- rugby, yeah, there. rugby league mad. You know, yeah, exactly right. So they 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 live, eat, and breathe it. Like I remember when we made the grand final for Curry back in two thousand and thirteen before I played in the NRL and the baker made the bread red, white and blue, the same colours as the footy team. Yeah. And we had a like a signing session out there and two thousand people, two thousand town people turned up just to just to get um signatures from the local A grade the first grade team and that was a huge moment for me when um that was just after um beginning of two thousand thirteen and two thousand twelve. That was when Wayne told me I wouldn't wouldn't play first grade. I went back to Curry for the 2013 season and sitting there doing a signing session just to see how much the game... Well, they, these are the moments where it shows you that the game is so much more than just yourself, but the, the impact that it has on everyone around you, everyone that loves loves your team, even people that hate your team. You know, you can't have everyone going for the same team, otherwise there wouldn't be any rivalries, but um, sport just it knocks down all barriers and it brings people together. Yeah, it's a great way to think about it. Like- um, I know, especially here, there's there's two things, and it'd be very similar up there. We've got the mines, and we've got footy on Sunday. So, yeah, it's basically a lot of the a lot of people that work out the mines, they they play footy on the weekends as well. So, uh, it sort of goes hand in hand here, and and we appreciate like you know, all these people coming back. Like I said, coming back playing, or just us going to the footy and relaxing on Sunday. It's tradition sort of out here, and and like you said, the rivals as well. Without them, you wouldn't wouldn't have a game. So. Mate, let's uh, let's talk about the Knights currently in 2022. Um, Joey's back. There's a few greats around the squad. Seems to be a bit of a good feeling about the team. Do you get in, talk to any of the boys still there? Yeah, yeah. So Lock- Lockwood Fitzgibbons, um, he's, he's still uh, he's, he's my best mate. So I talk to him a lot. I speak to Mitch Barnett a, a bit and the Safiti boys every now and again. Uh, but look, it's exciting times for Newcastle. Yeah, you know they got Kurt, Kurt's hanging around there. Betsy's back as the football manager, and now Joey's getting in there to help coach. I just think that you know they're, they're people that the club's been built on, and then for them to come back and, and show these, I guess the younger generation, the people that are playing there now, uh, once again, um, it's not just a jersey, and, and it's not your jersey, you're just a caretaker of a jersey, and just to give it everything you got while you've got it there. So I think they're going to do a pretty good job. Uh, next year, I'm, I'm really hoping that they can take out a grand final because I, I wouldn't mind going down to watch the Knights win another grand final. That's for sure. That would be very special, um, mate. Now onto the uh, onto the ring uh, professional debut yeah. in in just over two weeks. But uh, it's not your first fight. You've had a couple of amateur uh, boxing bouts and MMA sort of mixing around with that and some training. Um, yeah. You know, t- tell us about how you're feeling with the fight coming up. Look, I'm feeling really confident, um, super confident. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people are probably just bud- judging Justin Hodges on his last performance against um, Darcy Lussick, where he got punched in the face, you know, um, pretty hard, 30 seconds in. But 
Darcy Lussick, you know, he's, he's six foot four, 110 kilos. I'm pretty sure if he hits a lot of people with that shot, a lot of them will go down. So we're, we're not going in thinking Justin's got a, a soft jaw or anything like that. I'm, I'm expecting a war because he won two by knockout before that. But one thing I can guarantee is that my gas tank's going to be better. So I'm expecting Justin to come out and try and land some heavy hands. But the thing with power is creates fatigue. So we're just going to outwork him. And a lot of people say when they box, they want to knock someone out in the first round and they want to do this, they want to do that. But I've been training for eight weeks and I don't want it to be over quick. I want to drag Justin into the deep waters and I want to see what he's made of and I want to show him that I'm willing to go that extra mile That's that he's not prepared to go to. Is this um? Tell us a bit about your 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 amateur fights. Like uh, how many how many you had and how they go? Yeah. Um. So I had two amateur fights. Um. I had one back in two thousand and at the end of two thousand and thirteen season. It was meant to be on a local um, Newcastle footy fight night. Um. And so I got teed up. I got I got a phone call um ten days out from the fight night saying, Oh look, we have got one more fight. Do you want to fight another footballer? And I said, Yep, sweet. Let's jump in. Let's go. And um, kind of has happened with a lot, a few of my fights. Um, the opponent that I meant to fight pulls out, and then um, I get a more experienced person. So um, I found out, you know, six days before the fight that the football player had pulled out, and they were matching me with an actual boxer. <laughs> so um, I was actually training in the backyard with my uh, my wife's brother, um, Benny Jones. So he did a bit of boxing as a kid, and you know, I fancy as everyone does, they fancy themselves to know how to throw them. So we're in the backyard training for that, and I actually fought my first fight as a southpaw. Um, turns out I'm orthodox, but uh, yeah, so I got I got the win in that fight. Um, just once again, he was a bigger he was a bigger body and more boxing experience, but I was just w- willing to push a better pace, and it was pretty good. It was it was, it was really interesting. Uh, my second bout was last year, and uh, we fought in the 80, 83 range, eighty one and a half to eighty three um, kilos. Uh, the person that I fought had had twelve fights, and he was eight and three, so it was pretty experienced. No, that's not right. He must have been. It was not. Nine and three. It was nine and three, so nine wins and three losses. And um, yeah, I got that one done pretty quick. I got, I got it done in about a minute. So a TKO and ref stoppage in about a minute's time. Uh, that was a bit better of a performance just based on I had a six-week training camp rolling into that. But this this fight with Hodjo, um, this has come about pretty interestingly. So uh, I had a phone call from uh, Trent Hodgkinson and um, he goes, mate, I've just just talking to George Rose, they couldn't find anyone for, to fight Katoni Stag. And so he goes, I said, oh, Rossi will fight him. And George just goes, really? Will he? And then Hocko goes, yeah, just pencil him in. So I make call from Hocko saying, Rossi, what's doing? I go, nothing, Hock, what are you up to? He goes, mate, um, you're fighting Katoni Stag on the 10th of December in Newcastle. I said, oh yeah, when's this come about? He goes, I just told, told George you would do it, so he's going to call you soon. I was like, all right, well, let's go. So, um, so I was meant to fight Katoni Stag and a little bit of background of what happened from there. So, uh, I've never been allowed to buy a motorbike. My wife wouldn't let me buy one. So I went and ordered one because I, I was um, expecting to fight Katoni with um, you know, my prize money, my, my fight money. And then uh, Katoni's pulled out and the only person I could fight was Justin. And I was like, oh, well, I've gone and ordered a motorbike. I can't, can't, <laughs> can't can't now. Yeah, I've got, now I've got to pay for it. But it's actually it's actually turning into a bigger opportunity with me fighting Justin. And to be fair, probably going to be a fight that um, will go my way even more so, Katoni's young, powerful, and probably pretty fit. Where um, Justin, you know, he, he, he he's a bigger body, um, probably just as powerful. But um, I'm expecting him to be not as fit to go the distance. He's also known to have a, a bit of a mouth on him. Um, have you worked out a way to sort of counter his his sledging in the ring, or um, have you got a few sledges in in your repertoire as well? 
Look, if he's got enough time to be sledging in the ring, I'm not doing my job. So hopefully I'm taking his breath away just with the amount of um, pressure that I'm putting on him. Nice. And, oh, look, I can't. I, I, as it you you, right seem, now, you like, seem like a too nice a bloke that you can't, you can't sledge. He'd sledge you and go, yeah, no, you're probably right. <laughs> nah, look, as, as it stands right now, um, I'd love to sit here and badmouth him, but um, what, what am I meant to say? He's a more accomplished footballer than I am. And as it stands right now, he's a more, more accomplished boxer than me. So it's my job to go out there on the 22nd and at least be better than him at one of the two. So I can't beat him at footy, so I may as well be a better boxer than him. Exactly. And you've got to keep the uh, the record of um, uh, New South Wales footy players against Justin <laughs> yeah. Hodges um, as, a, as a perfect record. So Yeah, we're just going to keep it up. But no, we're, we're training hard. And, uh, it's definitely an avenue I want to go down to have more fights. And Gal's, you know, Gal's really made a roadmap for um, retired footballers to kind of do something in the boxing. And it might not be everyone's cup of tea, like rugby league players, coming across to boxing but what it is doing is it's giving some of our um, genuine boxers a platform now to fight on and show their wares absolutely like uh, we i see a lot of the comments whenever we we post about a gal fight or a, or a um a rugby league player uh boxing it's like you know they're giving the the sport a bad name and i could you know they they may not be the best boxers um but they're also like you said they're they're giving a name where they're introducing uh, fans from footy who might not necessarily watch boxing all the time. They're coming in, they're tuning in, they're going to see like a, a Maloney or, you know, the Tim Zoo and Harry Garside. Harry Garside is making his debut on the same, same card or the night before. No, same, no, same, same card. card same yeah. Card as me. So like, you know, they've got these footy fans who might never tune in. Now I get to see these young guys coming through and going, do you know what? I'm going to jump on and follow these guys. Exactly right. And look, it's, it's, it might be just a little social media follow. It could turn them into a boxing fan. They might see a young Australian um, boxer that they like or even someone that's a little bit older that they like. And before they know it, they're, they're tuning into all of the fight nights that those guys are on. So, you know, it's good that rugby league, although that we're getting a little bit out of it by getting on there and um, but, but promoting boxing as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to see, like, um, one of the questions I was going to ask you was it something you want to pursue as a, on a more as a full-time basis. Is that right? Or you, you're not just a couple more fights? You sort of want to do it, okay, might have, you know, three or four fights a year? Yeah, look, it's something I want to, I want to continue to do. And I'm extremely lucky that um, my employer, um, they support they support me doing the boxing. So it's, it's as long as it doesn't, I guess, um, impact my work too much. Like, I'm pretty lucky where I'm in a position now where um, I've got a job which will probably continue to see me out. Like, I really enjoy who I work for and, and the line of work that I do. So as long as I can juggle it all, because um, family life, university, my job, and, and boxing, I'll continue to do it. Nice. Mate, um, you said earlier you, you want to push Justin Hodges uh, to the max and down deep and see see what he's made of. What's um, Is your fight, is it four rounds, four three-minute rounds? Yeah, so we asked for four three-minute rounds because after Katoni pulled out, um, I was like, oh, well, Justin's, you know, he, he's a bigger body and he's more experienced. Um, so we asked to have four threes so that we could at least try and give me the edge. Yeah. Um, but he said no to four threes. He just wants to do four twos. So, yeah, we're doing four twos. Four twos. So you want to uh, throw up a prediction for the fight? Um, look, like I said, I, I, don't want it to, I don't want it to be over early. I want to – I've been training for eight weeks now and been doing a lot of cardio and sparring some, some absolute gladiators. So I want to go in there and show everyone that Nathan Ross knows how to box. He's not just another footballer who just goes in there and, and swings heavy. Because like, although it's good to throw that knockout, that knockout punch, if you do it in the first round, there's still going to be a lot of questions over my ability as a boxer. And uh, if I want to keep doing this and I want to progress with it, I need to show the Rose Boys those limits and um, everyone tuning in that um, 
you know, I'm somewhat of the real deal. Also, test yourself, you know, and, and make sure that you know you know you can go those four rounds and and uh, yeah, and get well, a decision. I've, yeah, I've been doing a, like, like I said, I've been doing a fair bit, a fair bit of sparring, and um, you know, I sparred a world champion uh, kickboxer last Friday and got through through uh, four rounds with him. Um, he taught me that there's levels to this game. He did. He, he um, banged me up a little bit, but it made me realise that I'm not made of glass, and um, made me made me also see where some holes in my game and holes in my defense were. And then as the rounds went on, I was able to tighten that up and was getting hit less. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. My coach has a, a good network of fighters. And, you know, I've got um, blokes in our team like uh, Nick Brady, Tommy Smith, and then um, a guy from the Central Coast called Lock and Ray Sider have been coming and sparring with me. And these guys are all legit. I remember seeing your shirt from that. It had a fair bit of blood on that one. And... Um... That's yeah, it. that was after that. That was yeah. after the kickboxer. I got coming out of everywhere. Yeah, I remember you seeing your shirt. And you had the fist up. You still had a huge smile on your face, but uh, oh, I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving it. And that's actually uh, one of the questions I noticed on on your shirt um, there when I posted up the um, the photo, uh, asking for some fan questions. Well, a heap of questions come through about your Rostog shirts. Quick plug. Um, how do we get one? Oh yeah, look, we'll, we'll probably end up uh, putting them up online soon. Just waiting for the first order to go in. Um, obviously, go to my team and some family, and then we'll probably try and sell them out of our gym. But I'm hoping within the next week or so to, to whack them up. And well, I've never really sold stuff online before, but I'm sure we'll work it out. Now, let us know. We'll uh, we'll put it up, share it up, and hopefully get them all sold out within seconds. I'll, I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you one out. Thanks, mate. Um, let's uh, a couple of fan questions just to finish off. Hit me. Mate, your favourite try in the NRL? Uh, my favourite try, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favourite try in the NRL, um, I think a lot of people is going to be expected to be the, the diving try. But Pl- there was, actually, mate, there was plenty of questions about that. It was like, tell us about that Dragons try. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually another try against the Dragons when we were down there at Wing Stadium. And they went to throw like a, a, a front row. I was tried to tip to another front row. And I was playing fullback this game. And um, as he's tipped it on, the ball's hit the ground. I was actually um, a defender five metres or 10 metres out from our line. And I've put pressure on and he's dropped the ball on and I've scooped it up in one moment, um, movement and then ran ran the field. And um, yeah, it was just good. It was good to, to um, put the afterburners on and score score a full, full-length try. Was, um, you said you were playing fullback and I said there were, I, one of the trivia questions was you never scored a try at fullback. Yeah, you, but, did you um, switch, was... switch there? Did you? No, no, no. So I, was, I think I was wearing the number five. They named Gags at fullback, except they did it to me, um, a few weeks earlier when we were playing down at Melbourne, where they named me at fullback and switched me to the ring wing. Yep. And I prepared all I prepared all week at fullback, and then I had an absolute shocker on the wing. And then um, what happened this time around? I, it was Gags was coming back from Origin again, and um, but I trained all week at fullback. And I think Brownie was just like, well, last time it didn't really work putting me back to the wing after. You know, I was pretty locked in. Yep. Um, and then yeah, I stayed there at fullback. I think I wore the number five jersey though. There you go. That that might be the discrepancy in the uh, in the trivia. We might oh, I gave get, myself. I, I gave myself three. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll, we'll give we'll give you a point anyway. We'll go back and rectify it, <laughs> mate. Um, do, uh, do you have a favourite moment in the NRL? I know, like when you used yep. to you used to score a try too. You used to do your um your kids um yeah, letters yeah. first letters and almost every yeah. single try. I was going through your highlights. Almost every single try was that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I used to throw up the Z for Zaya, mm. and then Willow came in my last year. So she on the back half of my last year in two thousand. Oh no, it was two thousand eight or seventeen. She came. Um, didn't score many tries in, in eighteen because we were obviously um, a few injuries and stuff. But probably 
my, my favourite moment in the NRL was when we beat the Titans at, um, at our home field and we hadn't won a game for like 320 days. Oh, I remember and, that, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I scored with like three minutes to go to put the game into um, into a position where we couldn't lose. And it was absolutely amazing. Like the whole team came in and we just went in like a mosh pit formation towards the fans and the fans. It was just like, was such a feeling because so much hard work goes into it and, and to lose every week and, and some of the weeks we lost, you know, just narrowly. Some of them we, you know, we got touched up pretty bad, but some of the narrow ones and um, just to come away with that win after being starved for so long was such a special moment. I, I still, like I said, I was going through your highlights, and that's actually one of them. Is the whole whole team, pretty much the whole team, come behind you? Yeah. And just at the end, um, at the uh, you know, to the crowd at the end, and you're just you know going off. It is a, it's a great scene, a great um, great picture. Yeah, and I think that if you, if you have a look at how many um, Novocastrian and Newcastle Knights fans they were there, and we hadn't won a game in you know just under a year, or maybe it was just over a year, and you know it was oh, I don't know. It was so good. It was surreal. It yeah. was surreal. T- tough times and, and just to get those those little wins, you know, like, you know, a, a win there, you know, still on the um, going for a wooden spoon at the end of the year. But, you know, you at the pub later that night with the whole crowd and, and they'd be loving that sort of special moment. Yeah. And like we, we worked hard, you know, like we worked hard as a team. But we just couldn't, we just, it just didn't come together for us. And we had a lot of inexperience, but it's, we're still working really hard week in, week out to come away with those wins. So when we did get them, we, we really cherished them. Yep. Um, apart from your fight, uh, which one are you most looking forward to on that card? Uh, I'm really looking to the um, main event, Paul Gallen and Darcy Lussick. I think it's just going to be uh, an interesting one. You know, I, I think uh, Darcy's going to want to land heavy hands. But I think Gal's just going to be too good of a boxer in the end. I think he's got too much uh, ring experience. I think Darcy's going to come out and throw some bombs. But um, Gal, Gal will be able to move and get out of the way a little bit better than Hodges did. So, um, yeah, I, I reckon Gal's going to come away with a win. But that's what I'm looking forward to because, you know, credit credit to both men. They're, they're both dangerous in their own right towards one another. And to both accept it on, what, two weeks' notice. And I think that just shows you that both of them are pretty, um, pretty tough. And, um, you know, the fact that it's only a short fight, like, a, you know, two-minute rounds, I think it's only three or four. Um, the, yeah, so they're just going to come out swinging. It's going to be pretty entertaining, I reckon. Yeah, and so, like, Gal's, like Gal's made his um, career on grinding people out, you know, in, in his boxing. He, he, he drags them into the deep waters, and that's kind of what I want to emulate the way that I box off. I want to I want to drag people to a place where they, they don't they don't want to be in there anymore. Yeah. I, I don't want them to – I don't. I don't really want to knock someone out that quick to begin with because I I want to see, I want to test them, and I want to test myself. Um, this question from a uh, Instagram account, Jared Wallace, number eight. Um, <laughs> tell tell us about the snowflake. Okay. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Wall. Um, yeah, so snowflake was my Hyundai Sonata that I had when I was a, a wannabe footballer, or when we're playing in um in, in the Q Cup and Fogs Cup and. It was this old beat up car, and it was that beat up that um, the snowflake didn't even it didn't have reverse or a fifth gear, so I didn't and I didn't have I didn't have the money to get it fixed. So when we used to go places like on a Friday night, or go out if I parked somewhere where you couldn't um, where you couldn't drive straight through, I'd have to open up the door, have my leg outside the car, and push it like Fred Flintstone with my foot to make it back up. So. Um, 
Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd park on a hill so I could just whack it in neutral and slide Same. out of a reverse park. Or it's driving and drive out, but there's a few times a few of the boys are in front of the car and we're literally pushing it in reverse to get going. So, but that was a snowflake, plenty of good times enough. Oh, it does sound um, like a good time. Like you, uh, you and the boys had some fun with that one. Yeah, we sure did. We and sure did. I know you're a big WWE fan. This comes from uh, bon- Bonza24. Why is Snitsky your favorite wrestler of all time? <laughs> Because he was Snitsky was an Snitsky was an absolute kook. Like the 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 character just wouldn't be allowed to be around anymore. Just the stuff that he did and his entrance music, Snitsky, Snitsky. I don't know. He just used to crack me up. Yeah, so I frothed him. There was uh, if anyone's we'll, we'll seen him, jump on YouTube, go and watch his highlights. It'll be yeah. entertaining. We were talking about it off offline at um, <laughs> those days back in in uh, WWF and WWE in the late nineties, early two thousands were just madness and so much stuff that they wouldn't be able to do now. And oh, you wouldn't be able to put on TV. You nah. would not be able to put on TV what they do now. So but there were um, some great characters. Do, sorry. There were yeah, some great yeah, characters then. So uh, it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they could bring some of them back. Could you imagine? Oh. Could you imagine? I don't, they don't do the hell in the cell or anything anymore. You remember when mankind used to get tossed through the roof onto Benchville and that uh, thumbtacks and stuff like that? Well, I remember that. I that um, this was before we had um, out here in the bush. We before we had uh, like Foxtel or Optus TV or or any of that stuff. We we'd hear yeah. about it and we'd have to wait like a month for it to come out on VHS. We'd yeah, all, we'd yeah, one, of the, one of the boys would hire it and we'd race over to his house and yeah. chuck it in and, and watch this whole thing. And we remember we hired that from a um, local video store called Dr. White. Mate, we hired it constantly every week. Yeah. We'd go down just to watch it again because was, that was crazy those times. Yeah, it was brutal. So, no, that no, was definitely the, my, my favourite era of, of wrestling. But I'm not – I was a huge wrestling fan. I, I don't get a chance to watch it as much anymore. But um, – yeah, fond memories of it. I'm gonna uh, do a little podcast on the side with a mate, and we're, we're a couple of wrestling fans, and we catch um, AEW every now and then. Seeing Punk's oh, back yep. there, and and he's yep. sort of um, he was a big Chris voice. Jericho? Yeah, Chris Jericho's there. Yep. Um, Kenny Omega. There's a heap of young yep, yep, sort yep, of talent yep. coming up as well, and um, they're sort of doing a little bit like WWE back in the day, but um, oh, awesome. they just don't have the names. But they're slowly building up, and eventually they'll they'll start to go crazy. They'll, they'll lighten tables on fire, and Cody Rhodes went no, like, th- went through one the other day. So the new ECW or something? Yeah, it's very similar, but they're actually a lot of prof- like very professional. They got Jim Ross on commentary after he got oh, punted, cool. punted from WWE. So yeah, check them out yeah. on um on Instagram. They they post a lot of highlights. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on and have a look. Yeah. Mate, um, I want to thank you for your time. Um, really appreciate you you taking it out of your out of your day. I know you got a busy prep coming up for the fight. I want to wish you all the best for that, and um, and hope to see you. I'll actually be up there. Um, come to Sydney a couple of days before I'll be at the fight, so I can't wait to see you in action. And uh, I wish you all the best, mate. Yeah, perfect. Thanks very much, and we'll we'll catch up for a winners chat after it's all done. Absolutely. Thanks, all right, mate. Thank appreciate you. it.